0: Hello.
1: to share your heritage or traditions.
0: If you love any of these things, you can go beyond listening and join our weekly podcast group. Simply email pbaafc at gmail.com and put your name in the subject line. Powered by Age is sponsored by the Government of Canada, New Horizons Grant, the 411 Senior Center Society, and G&F Financial Group. Good afternoon and welcome to Powered by Age, Canada's longest-running senior-led podcast. I'm Charlotte's sister, C. Farrell, your host, and I'm sharing our land acknowledgement. As a settler of color, I respectfully acknowledge that I'm an uninvited guest on the unceded Coast Salish lands, including the Selewatu, Kekwillim, Squamish, Musqueam, and Casey Nations. This is the last week of National Poetry Month, whose theme is speaking of intimacy. We've spoken about and had poems dealing with spiritual intimacy, parent-child intimacy, and today's question is, are we old enough and bold enough to talk about relationship and sexual intimacy? Our special guest today is relationship coach Cheryl Guthrie, founder of Safe Dating Over 50. She's a holistic nurse practitioner with over 17 years experience as a women's health expert, and she's a number one Amazon best-selling contributor, Arthur, contributing Arthur, in the anthology Empowerpreneurs. She's an inspirational international speaker who enjoys sparking lovely, lively discussions. So we're going to have that today. Uh, One of the things that we begin with is having the Zoomsters who come on early briefly introduce themselves. And then we will be uh, having this discussion with Cheryl. And then later, some of our regular Zoomsters will unwrap unwrap and share any poem that they brought. And I'm going to reveal a hot off the grill poem that a group of 70ish ladies bugged me and challenged me to share. Called. Oh wow. <laughs> so Leslie, we'll start with you introducing yourself.
1: Yes, hi. Um I'm Leslie Hebert and I live in New Westminster and I've been married to my husband,
0: Mike, for over fifty years. So you may know a thing or two about relationships. <laughs>
1: Uh, maybe all I know is I don't know what I don't know, and (laughs) I learn things that I don't know all the time.
2: (laughs) Uh, Hashimi? Hello, everyone. Good to be here. Yeah, I really wanted to come on to hear the guest speaker and to hear Charlotte's poem and everybody's poems and I, I I, brought something but it's it's old and it's kind of dark but there's a happy ending at the end of it. Anyway, so everybody else go for, before me. That I, I don't need to read it but if there's re- time I will. Neil?
3: Yeah, my name is Neil Ryan. I am the author of a book that I don't have in front of me somewhere. I'm the author of, uh, From the Other Side, rather spiritually oriented book uh, of poetry and short stories. And uh, I'm an old guy. (laughs) Do tell. (laughs) Seriously, seriously old.
0: Uh,
4: Chris? Hi, I'm uh, Chris Morrissey and I live in East Vancouver. And I'm a member of Corky, the queer imaging and writing collective for elders, and uh, relationship stuff. Um, I was in a relationship with my partner for 39 years, uh, and she died about six years ago. So I consider myself to be a widow. Um, it's a funny language, but that's what I—that's what I am. Okay, thank you.
1: Thank you, uh, Anne. Hi. Um, I guess I'm a newbie. I met. Welcome. <laughs> thank you. I met Sister C at a art show at um, the Museum of Anthropology. I don't have any writings, but I received an invitation, and I would love to listen and. Um, One thing I want to quickly announce is that I've been in a senior's photography group now um, for two years. It's winding down, and we have a show in the Pendulum Gallery on Georgia Street across from the Vancouver Art Gallery through May 13th. And it's, well, it's getting good reviews. So if you're ever downtown, please check it out. Between ten and six every day.
0: Oh, wonderful! Yeah, yeah. And they also send me an email about it. We can send it out to people so they can go. Oh, that would be
1: awesome! Thank you.
0: And. Just to give a pre-announcement for what we're going to be doing in May and June, May we're going to be doing something special. We have a guest, Kendra, for Mother's Day weekend. But we also are going to be talking about gardening, having other stories, and Anne is a part of a community garden. So <laughs> we'll be hearing more from her.
2: Uh,
0: Ramona? Hi. Hi, everyone.
2: I'm
5: Ramona. I am a retired professor from Mumbai
2: University. And- And I'm I'm very happy to be with all of you, mainly because everyone is so inspiring. You all have some very special, unique things to always speak about, and that makes me really, really happy to be with all of you. Thank you. Thank you.
0: So now it brings it around to my special pleasure of introducing Cheryl, who will have an interesting, inspiring, (laughs) invoking conversation with us.
5: Hey, hi, again, I'm Cheryl Guidry, and it's such a pleasure to be here. I met Sister C uh, through a mutual friend in the Connected Women of Influence, and it's been wonderful seeing the work that she does. But what I do is uh, I am a relationship coach, and for women that are over 50, um, single women over 50, who are trying to get back to themselves and get their life together uh, after even being widowed or uh, breakups or just trying to to enjoy the second half of their life, you know, um, and date if they want to, you know, and so I show them how to do that safely. I'm the founder of Safe Dating Over 50. And so I was excited to hear about this topic, talking about intimacy, because there's so many different aspects of intimacy you know we think about the physical intimacy we think about the kissing and the sex uh and hugging but there's so many parts to being intimate especially uh as we get become more vintage uh (laughs) it's not it's not the same as when we were in our 20s you know so uh but you can still have an intimate relationship uh at any age i have had um clients that are in the last one was like in 75 years old i have a a co-worker whose mom was 106 and she was still experiencing intimacy more physical Mm -hmm. intimacy i had never heard of that so Mm -hmm. she's the top on the list so all that to say is that um in the second phase of your life there's there can always be an intimacy in your life uh sex Relationships, uh, if that's what you want to want to have, but there's different aspects of it. So I'm welcome to ask, answer any questions you have about this topic. But I want to first go over uh, the different types, other than the physical. If you have the emotional intimacy, you know, and that's just where you're um, you're maybe uh, have a friend, a close friend. You're not dating. Um, but you, you, you're touching, you're, you uh, go out to a movie, you go bowling. There's that mo- emotional connection, someone that you could talk to about close feelings with. Um, it, it, it has to encompass uh, trust and it involves sharing uh, your most deepest um, part of yourself. Because when you're sharing with other people, or another person, uh, the more you know about them, the more intimate you become. And so as uh, you become more intimate, you may change in the phase of intimacy that you are in that relationship. Then there's intellectual intimacy. We all have to move from here. We all have different uh, types of different uh, intellectual, Levels And so when we're seeking a partner or someone to connect with, sometimes if you're someone who is very intellectual, uh, you may be drawn to someone who has the love of, let's say, uh, going to the theater or someone who has a love of travel. There's an intimacy that is formed just because of how your brain thinks together, you, how you relate to each other, how you uh, connect in that area. So um, then we have a creative intimacy. This is another less often discussed type of intimacy, but it's one that uh, is still important. Creative intimacy refers to like uh, when we express ourselves through passions. Like I have a passion for um, traveling and connecting um, with people that I don't know. So uh, when we engage in a creative intimacy, we're opening up our creative side to someone else. And when we're sharing our gifts and our talents with someone who has the same interests, we become more passionate in turn uh, and sharing with that person. So there's there's all different ways to connect uh, intimacy. Any questions so far? No. (laughs) No? Anyone else have a question so (laughs) far? No. Okay, and then there's uh, experimental intimacy. And this is where you have people who share a a life event. Like, um, initially, I was attracted to other people who who had experienced and gone through a divorce, You know, I had gone through a divorce and was entering the second chapter of my life. And so those people who um, had gone through that uh, life trial or life journey, uh, I was attracted to them because uh, we had similar experiences and we got to share uh, our experiences and how we got through. And this is another way that when couples are people trying to connect with a, another person, a life partner, these are the types of things that help you to connect. It's just not all a physical thing. You know, um, it has to do with what you're, what you're passionate about and connect with someone that has some of the same passions because we're more deliberate in the second phase of our life. You know, we want to do more things uh, more, more intentionally. So those are ways to be more intimate. So uh, let's talk about, uh, go back and talk about the physical, the sexual intimacy. How many people here believe that there's not a lot of sexual intimacy after age, let's say I'm, I'm putting it up, after age 70? Mm. There's intimacy in every decade above 50, that's what I'm going to focus on, of life. And if you choose to have a sexual uh, relationship or have a, a relationship that grows into a sexual experience, uh, you can do that until you close your eyes and go to your next place of transition because uh, it's all sex is a mental thing. It's a mental thing. And so some women and some men, um, can have, enjoy uh, intimate and a great sexual um, relationship well into their 80s and 90s. So, um, this is something that's very, you know, exciting for people who are are moving forward in life, because if you haven't noticed, we're living longer. And as we're living longer, we're enjoying life in all areas longer, too. So, um there's hope for all of us to look forward to longevity in that area of life if you want to.
0: Can I ask you about uh, entering in the questions? I I worked a long time in public health. I worked in Toronto when the AIDS epidemic was going. And we have workshops on questions people should ask each other. But do you find, how do you find people finding a comfort level in asking people about their sexual practices or partners or history? Well,
5: well you know, and I I usually share that um, you have to build a relationship because everyone that you, you talk to, you're not going to talk about sex with. And so, or your sexual practices with. But When you are in a relationship with someone that is growing and you feel that that's going in that direction, and you may get there faster as because we're older, Uh, I like to say more vintage. Um, But you just, it's an open conversation. It's not anything that's negative. You just ask the question, you know, uh, who, how long has it been since you have been intimate? Do you have any history of any sexually transmitted infections in the past? You know, and so again, you wouldn't be asking this to someone that you're just going to eat pizza with all the time. This is someone that you know, you're now in that deep space where you're thinking that you want to be intimate with. Mm -hmm. And I teach women and men to go, go get tested. And don't just take someone's advice that they've been tested. You need to see it in writing. You know, because just because you're 60, 70, 80 years old doesn't mean that you can't contract a sexually transmitted infection. I see it over and over again, because when we're relaxed as women because we can't get pregnant, you know? So you just want to um, take care of your health and your partner's health. And if you are someone who knows that you have a sexually transmitted infection, history. That's something that's long-standing. If you're in an intimate relationship with that person emotionally, uh, at some point, you should be able to share that information uh, with uh, that person. I met a young lady just, uh, and she's not that young. She's vintage like me, but she was HIV positive and thought she never could have an intimate relationship again. HIV has come a long way and this lady is now married to a partner who is not HIV positive. You know, so when we talk about intimacy and sex, um, just be open about it. You know, be open about it. And it's it's something that we're not used to talking about. You know, I didn't become comfortable uh, talking about sex like this until I was in my probably fourth decade of life. And so um, I think it's something that is learned. And once you are with someone that you have deep feelings for, um, it should come second nature to you. You know, don't make it like it's uh, something harsh or something that uh, you have to be afraid of. It's just sex is a part of life. You know, it's part of life. I hope I answered your question.
3: It is life. <laughs>
5: It's life. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> it is life, and it makes you last. It makes you live longer too. Gives you more life. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, any other questions for me?
0: A lot of times, people are self-conscious about the changes in their body. How do you ease mm-hmm. into showing your body to someone or feeling comfortable oh about your body?
5: Well, you know how I did. I was a mother of four. I had stretch marks all over. Uh, and this was after I had divorced after a 21 year marriage, and I was getting ready to uh, be in a relationship with my now husband. Uh, it was like, oh my God, I have all these stretch marks. I don't look like I did when I was 20. Well, nobody does at, <laughs> at 50, 60, 70. So um, you just ease into it. have to be more comfortable knowing that your body is is a shows the journey that your life has gone through so it's nothing to be ashamed about and um, you just move into it slowly you know Um, initially turn out the lights you don't want to see turn out the lights at some point you can turn the lights on and you'll be comfortable you know but uh, don't be afraid of your body now for women sometimes we uh, suffer with um, some of the symptoms of menopause, like vaginal dryness and those type things. And we may think, oh, I'm too uh, old to have sex. No, those are just menopausal symptoms that can be managed. I'm a nurse practitioner and we manage those symptoms. And it doesn't even have to be with hormones. to where that you can enjoy, you know, sexual intimacy well into your 80s and 90s if you want to. So it's it's not about uh, being ashamed of your body. Just be comfortable with where you are in the journey that that body has taken you all these years.
2: Thank you very much. This is, this is, you're, you've are you got a wonderful heart and sharing your information. It's, it's just, it's just lovely. Thank you.
5: You're welcome. You're so welcome. <laughs> I want to tell you a little funny story. Um, my husband always tell, reminds me of when we get he talks about it when he gets close to our anniversaries he'll say um remember the first time you, you had your you know we were getting ready to be intimate and he says you you had you were covered all up you had your you were talking about your stretch marks and your scar here and your scar there and i could care less about your scars you know so um just be uh again be uh, happy with the body that you have. Again, it's a statement of your journey through life. It brought you children here if you had children. Uh, It helped you make children if you're a man and you have children. So uh, be um, more um, open to um, just being relaxed about this phase of your life. And there's nothing to be worried about. Because if you're worried, the person you're with probably is worried too. So just relax for both of the both of you.
0: Yeah, uh, she. You do reflexology, right?
2: I I used to a long time ago. I haven't for years.
0: Mm-hmm. Do you think you know they, they have a lot of talk about you know touching hands? Qigong, Gong uh, was in a, a seniors' meeting where they had everybody doing the break, doing different. Uh, Qigong do you think that something like that is a way of, of easing into touching where you might have been close to someone but six feet apart of
2: mm-hmm. So oh, sorry, uh, Charlotte, were you asking me a question, or you Yes,
0: do you think that that's one way of, of of easing into a comfort in touching someone that you might have had one of the other levels of intimacy, like intellectual or creative?
2: mm-hmm well I just just touch itself is just so you could convey so much just by you just by just gently touching somebody's face or I mean you could you could do anywhere on the uh, the feet foot massages feel wonderful you can mm-hmm. you know just just uh, you know hold somebody or touch them or stroke or just tenderly or whatever just it, it um, anything anything to do with touch really you know, can stimulate the you know
1: mm-hmm. just,
2: just the heart, the heartfelt yeah touch and yeah mm. I think any kind of touch is is wonderful.
5: Yeah, it really is. So those those are the phases uh, that I had to share today with you as far as the, the different uh, mm-hmm. types of intimacy. Um, again, if you have any questions or have anyone that has me is trying to move forward in a relationship or just try to to reboot yourself to where you're able to um, socialize again, feel free to reach out to me, um, and That's, I would love to help. And remember, it's not it's not is... all about sex. <laughs>
0: Aileen is connecting.
5: It's not? No,
3: it's not. I'm I'm disappointed. Oh,
5: man, it doesn't have to be. It can be if you want it to be, though. Let me put that there for you. That's there for you. (laughs) It's whatever you want it to be.
3: Well, I've had an interesting sexual life, so. Oh, yeah? uh, Yeah. I've had uh, uh, opportunities to have sex with women, which I declined I've had sex sex with women that I... I've never had sex with women that I didn't love. Okay. uh, uh, I've had uh, sex with men that I loved, and Mm -hmm. I had sex with men that I didn't love. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I've loved men that I didn't have sex with. Okay. And... and, uh, and life goes on. It's, a, it's an experience, a, a, a continual movie. It changes from scene to scene. I've been married twice. I've lived, as, as uh, my mother called that, shacking up uh-huh. <laughs> with uh, three different uh, ladies that uh, mm-hmm. I loved, I totally loved. And, uh, mm-hmm. uh, and life goes on. And mm-hmm. I'm 82 and I'm still looking for sex partners so
5: okay there you go you just prove you... my point you <laughs> Proved my point you know it it uh you can be intimate sexually um as long as you want you know it's, everybody's different and if you don't that's not the intimacy that you want it's physical that's okay too mm-hmm. it's okay too
3: when can I read my poems Charlotte It'll be in a little while it's called intimacy so-, okay. so
0: that might generate some more conversation around this this topic but I was gonna I, I wanted to ask you about that question of of um, talking it's so much within public health they talk about asking people questions mm-hmm. Have you found it in different relationships? comfortable or possible to talk with people about their sexual health or their
5: um as far as me talking to them are people talking to each other people talking to each other to each other i think right now the world this right now this phase of life uh it reminds me kind of even though i was young in the 60s it kind of reminds me of what i've i've heard of the 60s um uh people more open um they're more intentional they're uh, they can talk about sex, you know, uh, especially the younger generations. Um, now, the more vintage generations, we're getting there, you know, because we're living longer, we're healthier. Uh, so, yeah, we're, we have no problem a lot of times talking about intimacy and sex. Uh, and those of us that do have a problem, eventually we do usually warm up with, if we're with the right person. And that's the key, you know uh you have to be with the right person that you feel safe with uh you have a connection with um, i think that I don't think that's a big problem in this age right now't um, really unless you unless you're not with someone that's um, you're connected to now if you, you you're with someone you're not connected to or you just is just a casual, casual relationship. Uh, I think that would be more difficult because uh, you tend to be more open with someone that you really feel connected and passionate about.
4: Um, I was, going you know, to, not not a question, but a comment that I think, um, in terms of in terms of touch, I think this whole couple of years of the pandemic has. For me, has really been challenging and difficult uh, because I I don't have a partner anymore, and I I live alone,
3: mm-hmm. and I think
4: you know with with the with the stuff around the, the virus, it's been very difficult um, to have any to have any kind of physical contact. Mm-hmm. Uh, because of, because of the fear. And, and especially because, you know, we, we were, we kept being told that we were a vulnerable group mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because we're of a certain age. I don't quite know when that started, but anyway, at what age, <laughs> at what age you become part of the vulnerable group. <laughs> but, but I just want to kind of put that out that, you know, in terms of, in terms of intimacy, or there's also the whole aspect of, of, uh, that um, That's something that I've that I miss, uh, not sexual, no contact, uh, um, but uh, just that, you know, just, just being touched by anybody,
5: mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
4: maybe somebody's elbow,
5: yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, and then there's, um You made me think about something else about being by yourself. Uh, There's intimacy with oneself. I don't know how comfortable you all are uh, if you're old enough to hear this conversation or not yet. (laughs) 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 But intimacy with self, too. You're talking about the big word starting with M? Talking about masturbation. Yes, I am. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yes, I think we're old enough. Yeah, okay. So, you know, there's intimacies, self-intimacies, and that even will boost your self-esteem, makes you feel good, helps you to release endorphins. Um, So even though we're coming out of a pandemic, I think we're coming out, they keep saying the numbers are going up again. um, You can still have experience some of that physical intimacy with self until you're at a place where you feel comfortable, um, getting into another relationship, um, again, or outside again with COVID. That's another form of intimacy, self-intimacy. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Cool. Yeah, well,
0: there's certainly more places advertising, you know, uh, i can't think of the names of companies but advertising uh sex toys in, in oh, and yeah. do you think is there anything even amazon amazon has a section with sex toys i didn't know they had a section with sex toys and i was talking with somebody and they said oh you could go on amazon and they have oh,
5: walgreens
0: but um Sometimes when older people ask for particular things, even sexy lingerie, people give them a second look. Are there any fast quips that you can think of of saying to somebody who looks at you like, "Why would you be asking for that type of underwear? Why would you want something like that?"
5: Hmm. Um, I think that's going. I think that's changing. I really do, Sister see, I think it's that's going to be changing because. Uh, i know in healthcare we're teaching people that um there is no age uh that's uh not appropriate for lingerie or uh you know it used to be when we would talk about i know when i was a uh, lvn instructor and i was talking about sex with my students and we talked about the the elder elderly we they called it at that time having uh, sex, they would just, oh, oh no. I just, no, they can't. And it's like, now it's it's known that we're, this is different, you know, we are uh, a sexual being, you know. Go to any, um, what are those resorts where, um, I can't pull the name out of my brain right now. Oh, the retirement type villages. I mean, there's intimacy going on all over the place, you know, in some of those places. Um, there's swinging going on. I mean, this age group now, um, we're very uh, open to change and we're very getting more comfortable with our bodies. And so it's not taboo anymore.
3: It's called <laughs> TP crawling.
5: Oh, really? I haven't heard that <laughs> term before. <laughs> hmm. I'm going to have to put that in my in my uh, list of uh, things to look up. Creepy crawling. Creepy crawling. Creepy
3: Crawling. Yeah. Crawling from TV to TV. It oh. comes, uh, it comes <laughs> out of the movie uh, Little Big Man. Uh-huh. uh there was some teepee crawling going on in that movie.
5: Okay, so yeah, there's a lot of that going on, you know, in these retirement villages. Um, Because back about 10 years ago, we were starting to see a big rise in um, sexually transmitted infections. And they were kind of, they couldn't believe the numbers were going up there. You know, the numbers were not as high as the 20 year and 30 years old, but it was creeping higher than they thought it should ever be and it's like i said um at this particular phase of life you're comfortable you can't get pregnant and you're kind of being more intentional with your life and all kind of things open up for you so uh sex is not taboo anymore it's a part of life um i just say be safe with it you know be intimate with it if you're a widow be very careful um Uh, and know your partner before you you make that step and get tested. Mm -hmm.
0: Now, does anyone have any questions? A couple of us have some poems we're going to share and we may have some responses to that. Um, Neil, do you want
3: to share your poem? I'd love to. Don't don't hold me back. <laughs> it's called intimacy. A kiss so tender it is but the touch of a feather. A caress so soft, so smooth, the sensation lingers. Intimacy is both pain and pleasure wrapped together in the same moment of desire to pleasure the other. Intimacy is a sharing of the breath that fills the space between with a sweetness and a longing to become one. The yearning is to destroy the ego and merge into a shared reality of caring and trust personified into a loving bond, a kiss so tender, it is but the touch of a feather, a desire to transcend the limitations of separation and enfold into the joy of defenselessness, connection, into the the open-hearted laughter of the child experiencing joy. Intimacy is also a mother's love of her baby unbound, her fierce guardianship, and held up as her gift to the world. While the father's gift of protection from the intrusion of a careless world wanting to devour the unguarded. Intimacy is a moment in love that shares a moment in love. It is soft and inclusive. It is deep within the truth of you and is always a moment of vulnerability where sanity is found as a kiss, so tender. It is but the touch of a feather.
5: Mm. Mm. Oh my goodness. I'm a very visual person. So I could just say that was awesome.
3: (laughs) (laughs) i'm a very visual writer
2: it's beautiful
5: that's but that's really uh i like that
2: like
0: that one of the things you know i bug people about writing never have to bug Neil about writing he writes we've had a hundred and how many episodes now leslie 103 103 so at least 70 of the 103 neil has shared a poem so but one of the things that I found poetry was a healing form for me. I had an accident, wasn't able to do many things in life. And the poems allowed me to at first just yell at the things that I was mad about things that I lost, but then slowly began to work and express love. And so I have a poem that I wrote and um, it's in my book from pillows to pillars, but I wrote it on a day. Sometimes when there's, there's an element of faith, which is says, speaking those things that are not as if they are. So this poem <laughs> I wrote and I've performed and I've recorded, but during COVID, because COVID, there's so much about keeping a distance to write a poem about kissing. People said, oh, you can't release it now. I even have the poem set to music with the professional musician, but I haven't shared it. But the lady that's on, just her number is up, but Aileen, um, is a member of a group that I belong to, and she bugged me about reading this poem and recording it. So, okay. Ah, when my man kisses me. Champagne, chocolate cake, chicken a la king. Strawberry, shortcake, shrimp, and lobster bisque. But don't lick your lips yet. I trade them all in for a kiss from my man. When my man kisses me, a shiver goes straight to my knees. The sun trades places with the moon, and the stars want to shine at noon. When my man kisses me, child, my heart sings for glee. Flowers start blooming all over town, and even the meanest folks lose their frown. When my man kisses me, My heart bounds up a tree. The chef finds what's been missing to earn his dish a royal blessing. When my man kisses me, it's beyond what you'd ordinarily see. Colors of the rainbow pass my eyes, and in the kitchen, something fries. (laughs) Apple crisp, custard, cinnamon cake, chocolate hearts are all that bake when my man kisses me. (sighs)
5: oh that's beautiful i love that oh man i love that one too
2: (laughs)
0: all
5: right sister c
0: (laughs) so i waited and delayed releasing it during covid because i thought people that somebody i mean i had my my friend, what I call the savvy 60, savvy seventies ladies, they said release the poem, release the poem, record the poem. Well, I recorded the poem, but I just thought, here's the 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 Ministry of Health saying, wash your hands, keep your distance, and then the idea <laughs> of you're going to put your mouths, you're going to encourage people to put their mouths <laughs> and together. So That's it. I'm That's going it. to be <laughs> releasing that poem next <laughs> month. <laughs> uh.
2: It's wonderful. Yes, yes,
5: yeah. After you release that one, I'm gonna be sharing that one too to my group. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
5: Okay. Well, that was wonderful, both of you. Thank you for sharing.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
5: Did
0: anyone? Uh, Anne, you might be quiet. Do you have? What do you think about this conversation?
1: Oh, I have a few thoughts. Um, you know. I've been reading about the Johnny Depp. I don't know if any of you have been reading about the the Johnny Depp situation where his former partner, I can't remember first name, Heard, last name Heard, and he are in court and they're discussing who did what to who and whose reputation was hurt. And it it just reminded me of Sometimes what happens in relationships that they' are, start out as people being um, ecstatic, and then sometimes they fall off <laughs> the planet. So I'm wondering if anyone or or um, or Cheryl follows that and has thoughts about how to how that happens and how to avoid. Uh, the highs and lows, the lows. And one thing I also want to add that I have a little bit of an interest in that because I haven't, I'm not someone who's had a lot of always having to have relationships. And sometimes I have friends who start out talking forever about how wonderful someone is and I have to listen politely and be supportive even though I'm not coming from the same place. And then down the road, they're on the phone again saying how awful that person is. And I have to be careful what I say because one, I don't want to do negative, bad thinking. And also they may get back together again and then
3: they'll be mad at
1: me in tandem. So I'm just wondering if you have any advice on how to not go like as they say love is a drug (laughs) how not to how to
5: avoid those pitfalls and actually get to know the real person i would say one of the biggest things for me is right now is I, i don't feel people take enough time to get to know the person um life is a journey relationships are a journey they're going to have pitfalls if we have all had relationships that just were the same all the time they didn't all have any highs and lows and in to put sparks in there um it'd be boring you know so I now look at um those types of relationships as that's our life's journey you mm-hmm. know and so, you take the good with the bad, and you learn the lesson from that uh, experience, and you move forward. What did I learn from this? What did I learned from you know going through that? What did she learn from going through that? You know, and as a friend to someone who's um, more into being romantic and being in relationships when that's not a big thing for you right now, um, just. A listening ear is all you can do, and that's probably what you're doing now, because you say you don't want to uh, make her feel bad, because she may go back to the person that she left, uh, just be a listening ear, because it's a journey. It's a journey, and sometimes it takes people time to learn uh, from the experience that's put before them. You may have a friend that, you know, she's been in this relationship with someone, and it fell apart and then she she's in another relationship and it sounds like the same relationship she told you about the last time (laughs) she she hadn't learned the lesson yet so it's a lesson she is on track to learn and that's her journey and so as a friend you just be there as a listening ear
0: Oh, so one I? minute, Nishimi, before you speak. We have to say goodbye to Cheryl. She, at the beginning, mentioned she's at a oh. conference, the conference I used to attend there in Southern California. So, thank you so much for sharing this much time with us today.
5: Oh, thank you for having me. It was a pleasure meeting all of you. And I look forward to, um, to those two poems. Okay. <laughs> have a great day.
3: Cheryl, you're a very brave woman. Good for you. Thank yes. you.
5: yes, thank you so much. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. I'll be back. Smiling. Yeah, good. Yeah. All right, bye-bye.
0: And then in our episode description, is it okay to put uh, how to contact you? Oh,
5: sure. Okay, we'll have okay. that. Okay.
0: Yeah.
5: I'd love to. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
0: Thank you. thank you so much. It was rich information.
5: <laughs> thank you. <laughs>
0: bye-bye. Uh, Yoshimi, you were going to just say something.
2: Um, yes, it's called Junkyard Dog, <laughs> and uh, so when I f- met my boyfriend, there was a real spark and everything. But there was a side to him that I that was a, a bit scary for me. But anyway, I just wanted to so when i met him in 1991 he had gone through marriage and devastating relationships he's lost his children and all kinds of things and he was in a men's group and um, there was a lot of anger and mistrust and lots of uh, fears about being in relationships in these in these different Uh, men's lives. And so anyway, this is the one, this poem that I wrote, and it's called Junkyard Dog. You think yourself no better than a junkyard dog. You would raise your leg or finger in anger and defiance at the women who have done you wrong. You whip yourself unmercifully as life has whipped you. You growl, snarl, and bare your fangs to make your territory known until we scatter in fear and trepidation. You sit ragged and disheveled, feeling unlovable and alone. And that's where I entered the the scene. Mm. And, um, And so, so many things have happened. And I always knew that there was a part in him that was, Totally lovable and decent and kind and and had a big heart. Anyway, I'm still with him 31 years later.
0: Wow. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a happy story.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, yeah, and and I mean, you know, we've just grown together, and he was, he um, he's changed so much as well as you know as he's changed me and. Um, he helped. He's. We've been um, mutually beneficial for each other, and and so when when um, Cheryl was talking about not giving up, or, you know, it's like, um, yeah, um, I really wanted to read it to her just so that that would kind of, uh, you know, say that would kind of um, confirm her opinion about, you know about
0: um, things can change. Yeah, I yeah. think that's reassuring to many of us that things can change because sometimes the pointed life that you meet a person might be a really bad season for them, but then not being too quick to count them out, <laughs> you miss <laughs> on something that ends up being a really lasting, enjoyable relationship.
2: And it actually gets better every year <laughs> mm, wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. Yeah.
0: That would be something. Have you ever written a poem for him or for each other?
2: Um I mean we express our love for each other all the time. Like, you know, um, I can see it in his face, his eyes, his voice. He phones me. 10 o'clock every morning and if I'm at my mother's place he phones me eight o'clock when I'm there uh you know I mean he lives across the street from me Maybe that's why we're still together Hmm. but we see each other all the time and um so it's totally monogamous relationship and I don't know it's just he's just so much fun and we just intellectually um um and we're very playful and we're like, you know, kids. And I mean, he's a little bit younger than me and everything, but none of those things matter. It's just, it's just very enriching and fun, but no, I haven't written a poem about him, but it's, I find it so difficult to do because I don't know exactly how I could even express how I actually feel Because there's so much, and I don't know how to condense it all down into a poem. How do you do that, Charlotte?
0: One line at a time. (laughs) Okay. Okay.
2: (laughs) Okay, yeah. Okay. Um,
3: One of the ways that I like to put my thoughts on paper is to have a conversation with myself. Mm -hmm. And... Out of that comes, how do you know the question is, how do you really feel? And you write the words down, how do you really feel about this, that, or the other thing? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, uh, the reason why you probably have a wonderful relationship is because you both have separate places, you have time <laughs> apart as well as time together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is very valuable. Mm-hmm. And uh, and and in fact, my lady and I were talking about that very thing this morning. Mm-hmm. I having... once thought
0: if I could live a block away from my husband, we would be fine.
3: Yes. Yeah.
2: Well, well, actually, we uh, he moved into my place for about almost two years, and and it and my place is really really small, and at that time, at the be- beginning he his 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 routine was way different from mine and he needed lots of space to spread as all of his papers and his things and mine was just it was just too small and so yeah i think and there are women friends of mine who say that they wish that they had (laughs) a relationship where they could live apart and be still be a couple
3: yeah
0: Mm-hmm. Well, Neil is a short story writer. We have Leslie, who writes memoirs and stories and haikus. These are rich things to put into stories because, you know, a lot of things that people actually practice in life are things that they've heard in songs or heard in stories. And just hearing that it's possible makes somebody who might wonder, hmm, could that work for me? So I encourage you to all of the different imagery that you used when you were talking about the junkyard dog, those are all examples of imagery that you could use in talking about this wonderful things that you're finding in in this man now.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's okay. I I will tackle that. And then
0: Chris has written, just shared a beautiful story of uh, traveling with her partner coming up to the the immigration gates, and you left a cliffhanger, and I want, to, I need the book, of the rest of that story, because they had everything packed, and they, you know, were, it was against the law uh, at that time in Canada to have same-sex relationships, and they were at the, she left us at the point that they were coming up to the gate, so I want you to during june give us the rest of the story and tell us where we can get the book and also record it because it'll make a great audio story for someone to listen to
4: okay i'll dig it out of the file somewhere <laughs>
0: <laughs> but isn't it isn't it in one of the e wasn't it one of the last book that you all published because you gave a um, teaser uh, yes,
4: I, I think it's in the last book Um, I think it's in the last book that we, that we published. Yes. Yeah. The other one that I'd like to record that I just haven't recorded is the one I wrote on, on being, on being a widow. Hmm. Uh, And that, that experience of that experience after Bridget died of having to deal with all of the, all of the um, things you have to deal with and all of the, all of the kind of, um, for me, the, the experience of discrimination that was mm-hmm. constant throughout that whole that whole process. I just, I just want to say I have quite a few friends who are in relationships and long-term relationships, 14, 15 years or so, and they live apart. Um, one of the, a couple, they have condos on opposite, on opposite sides of the street a bit like a bit like you yashimi and uh i know i know if i'm um, Bridget and i live together but um we had very we had a very common background and so we were very used to living together um and uh, but i think if I, I don't know that I, I'm not really thinking about or interested in another relationship at this point, but I think if I ever did, I would look, I would look for living separately because I don't think I could go through again, everything that it takes to actually get to that place where there's that comfort level in, in, being together all the time especially now we're retired because that does mean being together all the time all the time (laughs) right (laughs) (laughs) some of you probably know that experience (laughs) Mm -hmm. so yeah those are my my thoughts
0: Well, this has been a delicious conversation. Our yes. hour has come. If we end it now, it will fit into "Speak Up, Listen Up, Act Upon" tomorrow morning, and uh, I will say next week we will be. It'll be. It'll be the beginning of the Mother's Day weekend, and we're going to have a special presentation by Kendra. But either of you, any of you who want to write a special Mother's Day poem or something reflecting on the holiday, bring it so you'll be able to share it next week.
2: Thank you, Ch- Charlotte. That's wonderful. Thank you for inviting the guest. Yeah, Cheryl. And
0: thank you for showing up. Have a saying, suppose everybody says?